This is Your Own Voice, the podcast about gender experience and perspective. I'm Amy Breslow. Each week, I invite a different guest to share their personal experiences regarding gender and gender issues. When I use the word gender, I mean the range of social roles, personality traits, attitudes, behaviors, values, and relative power that society assigns to females, males, and other individuals. Gender is an identity that is learned. How we define gender changes over time and can vary within and across cultures. This podcast is recorded at my kitchen table and may contain sounds of life from my home and neighborhood in Washington, D.C. Episode 30. My guest today is Linda, who identifies as female and as a mom, a teacher, and a musician. Linda uses she, her pronouns. Hello, Linda. Welcome to Your Own Voice. I am so pleased to have you here. Thank you. It's good to be here. And Linda, you know, we are talking now under stay-at-home orders. How are you doing? How How is it going over there? I'm doing fine, and our family is fine. We're very blessed because we're, we're healthy um, to this point. We're okay, and we're healthy, and that's the most important thing. So, Linda, where where are you talking to me from right now? I am talking to you from Asheville, North Carolina. So I'd like to start off by asking, how do you identify? Well, I identify as a female. Um, I also want to add that I identify as a mother, a musician, a teacher. Those are probably the the main things, but if we're talking just gender, I identify as a female. When in your life did you first become aware of different gender roles? I didn't really become aware of different gender roles growing up. I would have to say the last part of my college education, believe it or not. Um, Never really was aware of it through school, Got into college my last couple of years, and I went back as a non-traditional age student, and I really saw the difference, the gender roles, the, you know, how the males in my school were really seen as being being better in the field, and um, I even did an experiment with, with uh, a guy that was in my class, and he's a good friend of mine. And no matter what we did in one particular class, he would always get a better grade than I did. And he never put any time into anything. So one day I did. I did his homework. And he did my homework. And we turned it in as each other's. And don't you know that he got the better grade on my piece of work that I gave to him? And I got the lower grade. And there were several professors who verbally came out and said, you know, well, I expect that he's going to get the better grade or he does, you know, men are better at doing that. There were a few times I went into talk to the dean to say, look, I here's some treatment that's happening in the classroom. And um, yeah, I saw it a lot. And it wasn't just from male professors. It was also from female professors. That's amazing. I'm actually really glad that you did that experiment, that you had some validation that this just wasn't in your imagination. Did you push back and try to get somebody to respond? Well, I 
what I really did is I decided to just take care of myself. Honestly, I, I went to the Dean and I, I said, I do not, I, I don't want this teacher anymore. And at the time that was kind of unheard of. You didn't switch professors. And this was for, um, for my major, my actual major and the, the professor that I answered to. And I said, well, why, where is it written that I can't switch? And it wasn't written anywhere. So I, I went and found a new professor who would be my mentor and my guide. And there were several professors in the department that came up to me and said, thank you. Thank you for doing that. You know, because we realize that some of this stuff goes on. And um, then there was another professor who, who was the one at the class where we switched homework. And the guy turned in my homework and I turned in his. And uh, I just kept some other tabs on things going on in the classroom. And I went at the end of the year and I had it all I documented. And I turned everything in. And he was a tenure professor. And he was... Uh, not he didn't come back the next year but I just said I can't I can't live with all this (laughs) it's enough it's enough so I just took care of getting myself through class getting myself through the program documented everything and then I took it and I gave it to the dean and I said here's here's the way it goes and the other people in my class also the females and the males came forward and said yes um, she's right. This has been happening. So, you know, and I think you have to take it on once in a while. Yeah. I was going to say thank you so much for taking it on. I mean, because when you do that, you're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it on behalf of so many other people. So really thank you so much. Well, I just felt like it was going to continue if I didn't do something and that, yeah, I wanted to take care of myself, but I couldn't, I couldn't let it continue for everybody who was coming after me and for the younger ones too. You know, I was an older non-traditional age student, but there were, there were 18 year old girls coming through this program who didn't know what to do, you know, because it was so bad. So I said, well, I don't have anything to lose. (laughs) So I might as well take it on. I'm going to get through the program. Then I'm going to take it on. Linda, what gender issues do you find yourself navigating in your home life? My child, I have two children, and one of my um, children uh, recently, within the last few years, said that they were non-binary, which at first I thought, I, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> and um, it's, it's been a very, very interesting and difficult, difficult from time to time transition for myself and for my husband um, as parents. Now, this this child came out as as um, gay when they were a junior in high school, and that was that was just fine with me. There was no no problem with that whatsoever. You know, I, I really could care less as long as they're happy. I'm, I'm great with that. Um, then 
And all along, I knew that that this child struggled with gender along the way, you know, feeling, wanting to do with the kind of the, the guy stuff, what was known as the, what the boys do, like the only person on a, on a particular sports team or the only, the only girl on a particular sports team or a kind of tomboyish. And then also not feeling good about doing any of the stuff with the girls. So I, I always knew that there was somewhat of a struggle there. When that child then came out a couple of years ago and said, I, I really am non-binary and I would like for you to use the um, they, them pronouns. I, me, I thought I would be the one who would say, that is awesome. That is an awesome thing. You know, I'm glad that you're figuring it out. But at the time I thought, why? What, why, why do I need to do this? What, what the heck is going on? And I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And, you know, we, we had lots of talks. And we had lots of very heated discussions as to why I needed to call the child that I felt that when I had this child, it was my baby girl. And how in my brain, I was always going to think of that child as my baby girl. And how doing that was really wrong and was really doing my child a a big disservice. And mentally, it was difficult for them to to hear that. So it's been it's been a journey, and it really is. It's a it's a journey, and I had a lot of learning to do. Was there a particular moment when something kind of shifted for you, or was this uh, more of an evolution? Well, you know, this child and I are, are a lot alike. And sometimes when you're a lot alike, you headbutt <laughs> all the time. We always had those tendencies along the road when they were growing up to, to do that headbutting along the way. But when they came out and said, you know, I am non-binary and I don't, I, I don't identify with, with either side completely. I, I had, it was a slow process for me. And I remember one time I got into a discussion with them about uh, an ex-partner they had. And I the, said something about the ex-partner was getting married. And I, you know, just in my, my inquisitive mother self, I said, well, is it a male or a female? And they looked at me and said, why does it matter? And we got into this big argument about gender and why it mattered, why I felt the need to know whether it was male or female. And I remember going into my room that night after my child left and just sobbing uncontrollably because I thought, what am I, 
what what am I doing? I've got to educate myself. I've got to to do more to not make the situations between us uncomfortable and also to do what this child is asking me to do because it is important. It's important to them. So, you know, I just, and that was kind of the breaking point. It was a, it was a journey up until then and then a breaking point and then more of a journey. And, you know, I took more of an active role in trying to, um, understand, to understand genders and the many, many genders that there are out there and why that is and to try to, um, you know, be a, be a good parent, really be a good understanding parent and also validate my child and validate that they can be non-binary and that is just fine. And, and that I am glad that they are discovering these things about themselves and, and able to, to, you know, find where they're going and, and it may change. It may change. It may not always stay the same, but for right now, that's where my child is. And so I need to understand and I need to make the effort to do whatever I can to um, make them comfortable, and to be the best parent that I can. Linda, thank you. I can really hear the love in your voice and how important it is for you to support and accept your child. I'm also wondering, how did things go with your extended family and the larger community? My child's extended family has really done great. I mean, when they first came out as gay, my husband had a difficult time with that simply because um, he was raised Southern Baptist and, uh, you know, we're in the South and it was difficult. And, you know, I think for me, because I, I had a lot of gay friends, it was all right. But it's harder, I think, sometimes. Um, and boy, am I making a generalization here. But in our particular case, it was harder for him because he was very much, you know, the dad and his young girls. And, you know, it uh, it was difficult. And I actually went to our, our minister at the time and I asked him to talk to him, to my husband, to help him through this because otherwise he wasn't going to have any kind of a relationship with his, with his child. And so our minister, who was awesome, absolutely awesome, um, at a Presbyterian church in Charlotte, helped him and talked to him. And the church family was so incredibly loving and accepting. And that made a huge difference. And this child doesn't, this child is spiritual, but, but not really involved in the church anymore, or, you know, doesn't really believe in, in everything that the church had to say anymore. But this church family still to this day gives them great support 
and uh, so so that was pretty amazing. And as far as grandparents, my husband's parents have been great. You know, it's kind of it's been harder. Um, they're both turning eighty this year, and it's been harder for them to use the pronouns. But my child has been great about, you know, giving them a break and and extending some grace. And uh, but they have really tried to understand, and and they're very supportive. My parents have been um, passed away. 12 years ago. And, you know, they were, my, my father was um, in World War II. He fought in World War II. So it's kind of that, that greatest generation. And I remember in my head thinking, I, and this may sound terrible, but in my head, I was thinking, I'm glad my, my parents aren't alive right now because there would have been no understanding. My mother would have, my mother who loved, loved my children so much would still not have been accepting of the, the non-binary gender. You know, it was a different generation. And uh, so my parents haven't been an issue. Uh, my husband's parents have been wonderful. Um, my child's sister is great and really has been a help um, with helping us understand also. So, yeah, extended family has been great. You know, as far as me educating other people, people that I've known for a long time who knew that I had uh, two girls, now when I, I go to talk about them, I find it almost harder, and this is something that I'm learning too. This is a part of my journey. This is something that I'm not getting right. If I find it harder to take the time to explain why I'm referring to one as her and why I'm referring to one as them. And that's something that I I just have to work through. And instead of using the incorrect pronouns as I'm talking about them, I need to get to the point where I can say, okay, and this is why I'm using these pronouns and to go ahead and use the correct pronouns when I'm and help educate other people. You know, we, we've during this, this time of being uh, the pandemic, I'll get on zoom chats with people I haven't seen in years from all over the world and instead of trying to explain, I just I just refer to my 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 two daughters, and that's really not right. I need to to do the right thing, and I need to educate, and I need to use the correct pronouns. And uh, so that's something that I'm working on. You know, your and my generation, this didn't even exist. I didn't, you know, we didn't, we didn't have these words when we were growing no. up. I, I, no. I, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. It's not that this didn't exist. We were not aware of it. I think the poll was there for so many people, you know, the LGBTQ and, and the gender roles that was all there, but you weren't allowed to talk about it because you just didn't. 
And, uh, you know, as I look back and I, I remember people that I grew up with, I would think, I think now, you know, if, if things would have been more open and we would have had conversations, I know people that could have come out as being LGBTQ or non-binary or, you know, it's just, we just didn't do it. And, and it was too hard. If you came out, it was too hard. Do you have advice or thoughts for parents who might be grappling with this, who do not have kind of the, uh, the acceptance that, that you have gained at this point in time? Well, you know, I've also, I've seen what it's like for a, for a child to, and I'm going to say suffer because that's what it is. It's, it's suffering, suffer with carrying a burden of not feeling like they are a part of one gender or another. And also the burden of not feeling like they can, they can let somebody know that they're, they're gay or trans or, or, you know, queer. I've, I've, seen that and I've I've watched my child carry those burdens from time to time. I've watched my child go into um, the hospital and be on suicide watch and struggle with all of those different things. Um, not not the total cause of having to be in the hospital, but a big part of struggling with not being able to define it and say it. And uh, I, I encourage parents out there to just listen, listen to your kids and um, continue to have conversations. And if you don't understand, continue to talk about it. And it's hard. It is hard. It's hard as a parent. It's hard to understand. It's hard to, to be totally accepting. But the burdens that our kids carry around by not being able to talk to us about it, those burdens are, are heavy. And they're much heavier than any burdens we may feel from having our kids say they're non-binary or they're gay or lesbian or trans. Um, it really is something that, that, you just need to keep working at and also to realize that you're human and um, that it's going to be okay. And, you know, and you need to be given some grace now and then, just like you're going to need to give your kid grace now and then. So that's, that's my biggest thing to parents is, is to listen and to take it seriously and to know that if they're coming to you and talk to talk to you about it, it's because they feel they can, and uh, it is a burden to carry around and not be able to talk to to your parents about it. So that's that's what I would say. Linda, thank you, thank you, and I I really love your emphasis on grace. There is really a need right now, <laughs> kind of like a, a bottomless need for patience and understanding and for kind of giving people the benefit of the doubt, you know, 
And I, I think that all kind of falls under the heading of a little bit of grace, a little bit of let's just kind of give give people, cut people some slack um, on, yeah. on all sides, on all sides. Yes, I agree. But, uh, you know, no matter what, it's, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy on either side, but you just got to keep doing it because it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Is there something that you would like to see everyday people start doing now to make a change around gender? Yes. You know, there are, there are so many different kinds of people out there. And, you know, probably 10 years ago, we were talking about just being accepting of people who are different from us, from different countries and different places and different religions. And we still have a long way to go on that. Talking and accepting people who are of different faiths and, and different beliefs. And, but we've come a long way but we still have a long way to go. I want to say the same exact thing about genders, LGBTQ. It's time. It's just time. Someone once said, you know, you don't have to to say, well, I totally believe in that, or I don't believe in that, or I do believe in that, but you can be uh, loving and kind and accepting of people who are different from you or who are LGBTQ or say they're non-binary, you can still be kind. And it just makes a huge difference. And I, I really think it's how we're going to continue to survive um, in this world and to survive um, the next few years, especially if we end up having the same president again. I really think that we need to pull together and say, you know, we're not going to be accepting me, Joe on the street, or Josette on the street, or whomever, of bullying and not tolerating and not being kind. And, you know, if we all start to do that, we all start to look at each other like that, then. It's going to make a huge difference. Sometimes people hear that and think it sounds very naive, but I really think it can be done. I do. I really do think that people can get to that point. You have to change your mindset. Is there anything else that you would like to add, either on a topic that we already discussed or something that wasn't raised yet? I think I would just like to say again to um, any anybody out there who is LGBTQ, non-binary, whatever, um, whatever, whatever gender or anything, whatever you identify with out there, to just continue to talk about it. Continue to talk about it with the people you love and the people who love you. And if, if, and to continue to give your parents some grace and to help them understand and to be patient with them while they learn. And, um, and also to parents out there who have 
um, anybody who falls into any of those those categories to continue to um, you know to try to learn as much as you can and to be as understanding as you can and also to give your child some grace too because it's they're struggling you're struggling and and you it really takes both it takes both sides having some grace to get through this and uh, I think that's probably the most important thing I want to say. Linda, thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure talking with you today. I'm so grateful for you coming on the show. I just want to wish you and your family stay healthy and well through the rest of this time. And um, yeah, thanks again for coming on. Well, thank you so much for having this platform um, where people can come and talk about genders and um, you know all kinds of things because it really is helpful and it keeps the it keeps the conversation going. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, my great great pleasure. Take care, Linda. You too. You've been listening to Your Own Voice, the podcast about gender experience and perspective. Your Own Voice is produced by me, Amy Breslow, with IT support from Alex Moreno, and is registered with Protectorate. Music by Kevin McLeod. If you have comments or questions that you'd like addressed on the show, please submit them on the website, yourownvoice.org contact. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, I invite you to check out my Patreon page, patreon.com slash yourownvoicepodcast. Thank you for joining us today. I'll be back in two weeks with the next episode. Until then, take care and be well.